everybody, it's Matt and Jess with The Radical Road. We're back. We are actually on The Radical Road. We're heading through Wyoming, going to Montana, and we are in the truck again this time, recording. Well, we're always in the truck. We just so, so happen to be driving this time. Yeah, on the road with it going. Yeah. Which typically, you know, we bought some pretty fancy equipment to do this. Because we're like, if we're going to do a podcast, we got to do this thing right. Okay? Yeah. So we, we put some money into some decent equipment because we wanted it to sound good. But the first time we recorded in the truck, we realized that uh, you can hear like the turbo... And if it's really windy out, you can hear some wind noise. But that was when we were in Big Blue. Well, we were in Big Blue, um, which is a little noisier. Yeah, and now we have Crimson Creed that we drive, so it's a yeah. newer truck, and she's much quieter. She purrs. Yeah, she's got some insulation. Yeah. But, uh, so if you hear some background noise, that's what it is, um... But we feel like it adds to the authenticity of the experience. <laughs> yes. We've had, to, we've had actually some people, some rad roadies out there tell us they actually love that we're recording from the road. Yeah. But normally it's like in the bunk. Yes. Or the front seats sitting in the truck lot. Yeah. We're not typically jamming down the highway 75 mile an hour or whatever. <laughs> So, uh, what are we going to discuss today, Matt? Well, we're driving and we're trucking. Let's talk about some trucking. Because we've been out here for a few, quite a few weeks now. I don't even know what it's been. It's been over a month at least. Oh, it's been almost two months now. Um, and we've seen some things. We've talked to some people. And we've kind of gotten to the flow a little bit, right? Yes. So we thought it'd be fun just to kind of talk about some of our experiences and just some thoughts we were having around trucking and the trucking industry and these types of things. Correcto? Correcto. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? Like, well, where, like, where do you want to start? Like, I'm curious because, you know, I've, I've, I've drove truck over the road before, <clears throat> so this isn't my first time. This is a new experience for you. Now we're a month and a half or whatever it is into it. Like, wh where, where's your head at with it now? Um, I actually like it a lot more than I thought I would like it originally. When we decided um, that we were going to go for it and do God's Calling and Ministry on the Road. So I stay a lot busier than I also thought I was going to stay busy. I thought I was maybe going to get bored a little bit. Nope, not a chance. Um, and also, I like going to the Northwest a lot. It's very pretty. The West is very pretty. Um, Midwest is pretty depending on where you go, but we're from the Midwest, so some of it can all look the same depending on the states you're in. So it's more fun when we're outside of the Midwest exploring places that I've never seen. Matt has seen almost everywhere, but that I've never seen. Yeah, do you know how many states we've been to already? How many states, Matt? 
I counted them. Um, I think we're at 20 now. Biente. 20. So we have, how many left to go? 35. <laughs> 35? Can you count? 30? Well, I mean 30. <laughs> Are you for real right now? <laughs> I know you're smarter than that. <laughs> well, Nancy Pelosi wanted to add some states, so I was just adding those in. Por- just like we add genders in. <laughs> Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, uh-huh. U.S. Samoa. Oh, boy. I don't think we can drive a truck to U.S. Samoa, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and we've ran into some really cool truckers. Yeah. It's been, it's been an experience. Like, I don't know what I was thinking when I got back, when we got in the truck and, you know, I got back into it and this is your first time. But, I don't know, I kind of just thought craziness would happen. And I don't know, I guess it depends on your perspective of craziness, but I am, I am curious though, because I, you know, people that we come in contact with that aren't in the trucking circles, they ask us the most unique questions because they're curious, right? Like it's a whole lifestyle. So like the question you immediately get is like, how are the showers? Yes. And so with the showers, um, to answer everyone's question uh, about the showering situation, um, there's a lot of really good truck stops out there that have clean showers. Shout out to Loves for your clean showers. Thank you very much. Um, There's quite a few, but what we have figured out is that with the two of us, we shower together, so two for one price. But... And we get some looks when we walk in there together, and we're like, yeah, you know what we're doing in there. You know what's going down. You know what's going down. Can you set some mood music for us? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, but what we have figured out is that instead of being on a wait list for the showers at night when we park at the truck lots, uh, we stop in the middle of the day either in the middle of our drive or three-fourths of the way through our drive when the showers aren't busy yet. And we get our shower in and our half-hour break, and then we jump back in the truck. And then, of course, when we hit our landing spot for the night, then we don't have to worry about waiting in lines and showering and everything. So Yep. We, that was Matt and Justice's tip of the day, but we probably shouldn't have shared that. Now we'll get a lot of friends during the middle of the day. <laughs> people the truck driver stealing our idea we'll have to come up with a new strategy (laughs) but yeah the truck stops you know i feel like you never know what you're gonna get i mean you can tell from the exterior of the building whether it's a place you want to dip your toe in the shower because some of them are a little sketch oh i wear my sandals all the time yeah but you know you pull up and there's garbage everywhere and and, you know, it's a dirt lot with big giant potholes. There's a good possibility you probably don't want to shower there. I don't know. I feel that way. But, it, you know, there's a different problem right now. You go to the truck stops. And, I mean, this is common everywhere we're going. You know, we're, go- we're going to John Deere dealerships and um, different kind of places where we pick up um, machinery or whatever it is. And everybody's struggling to get help. And the truck stops are no different. It's true. 
Yeah, you got Subways and Taco Bells and all the different franchises that are um, attached to these truck stops. And a lot of them are closing early or they're opening late um, because they are short employees. Yeah. They're short help. And and it creates a bad situation, right? Because even, you know, we stopped at a like a big chain truck stop one night and these places are very nice but because of the lack of employees you know we go in there to use the restroom and you know you get a big lot some of these places they'll hold 300 plus trucks so you come in there at night that's a lot of that's a lot of people going in and out of the out of the truck stop so like one night we get there and like i said i mean this is newer truck stop looks really nice and you go in and like there's all these dudes standing in the bathroom yeah and i'm like what the heck's going on like everybody's just standing around in the bathroom and it felt kind of creepy but i opened one of the stalls and somebody had left a giant torpedo in the bowl (laughs) i was like okay now i know why everyone's standing around because nothing had gotten cleaned up cleaned up in there. Matt walked out of that bathroom that night horrified. You should have seen the look on his face. Yeah, it was terrible. He was disgusted. But I was slightly impressed, too, because I'm like, what the heck is this guy eating? (laughs) Like, this thing was huge. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But, man, when you see stuff like that, you can't take it back. I had to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, I just wanted to give you guys all a heads up too. We've been uh, working on some merchandise and uh, we have shirts and hats um, on our website on theradicalroad.com. If you go to the merch site, uh, you can buy any merchandise you want right online and any of the extra proceeds that we get for any of the merchandise that you purchase will go towards a cause. Uh, We have not yet decided which causes to give to, but we definitely want to give to a kingdom-minded cause, something um, that is to help the the people of faith, families of faith, or um, just people in need, or help the church itself. Yeah, so go on and support The Radical Road and go to the merch. Or maybe some of these truck stops and get some help out there. But it is interesting. Like, I don't think people understand the logistics. And when I say logistics, like the whole trucking industry and how it influences people's day-to-day, right? You know, we're hauling heavy machinery and people don't connect the dots to what's in their, in their stores, right? So, you know, farmers are relying on the stuff which is behind like everything we run out people are waiting for but uh you know the the stuff you do see on your shelves the canned goods the food the groceries clothing these types of things you know people don't realize that this stuff just isn't in the back room it's coming in and out on trucks every single day it's coming in from overseas on containers and stuff and this stuff isn't getting moved around as quickly right now. So, I mean, just to put it in perspective, if all the trucks start stopped moving today, like it wouldn't even be two weeks and everything would be gone. 
like yeah. it'd be out of stores like like within two weeks it'd well, be gone and you're seeing that in other countries other countries shelves are totally empty right and i bring that up because we're seeing some of those problems we're seeing some of the shelves empty and also it's a contributor to why all these prices are going up too right yeah um, and the fuel well it's a multi-pronged problem right mm-hmm. um and I mean, I hate to point fingers, but I'll point fingers. <laughs> you know, we have an administration that just doesn't want to help these things along. Um, In our government. You know, we have people that suddenly just stepped out of the workforce because we keep funding them uh, with stimulus and whatever program you want to talk about. So, you know, once, once COVID hit and all these people left the workforce... They haven't come back. Well, we have administration that's not supporting this country in general. And then you put it on top of that, that they put restrictions on drilling oil. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not even two years away from when we were energy dependent. Well, there is actually a location in Texas that is so big, it could actually generate oil for 200 years. That's what it said. Yeah. So if we would just would take within our own country. There's there's multiple. There's lots of supply. There's supply everywhere. Yes. Um, and there's various reasons why we're being told that that's not being tapped into. And then we're going to blame it on Ukraine. But, you know, I bring this up because, you know, we're out here paying $5.50 on average on average. Depending, you know, and that changes day to day. Um, Until you get to the West Coast. And then it's even worse. You yeah. know, you're over $6 a gallon. Oh, in Washington, it was seven eleven for, di- was it diesel? Seven eleven. Yeah, something like that. That You know, that was a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where it's at now. I know it's kind of ratcheted back slightly in some areas, but... You know, when you're looking at diesel fuel prices like that, we're talking to truckers and the truck stops, the diners. They're saying it's costing them a dollar per mile just in fuel. You know, you get into stuff that we're doing with the heavy machinery and stuff, and it goes up from there. Yeah, we talked to a truck driver. Uh, He owns his own truck out of Nebraska. And he was saying that um, his name was Jim. And he was, Jim was saying that last year he probably spent about 100000 in fuel. Imagine what this year he'll be spending. Yeah, whatever it was. I, don't, I, I have a hard time remembering numbers. That's what he but, said. But it was like a giant, you know, huge, the numbers person. Huge, huge difference in, you know, what he's paying this year compared to previous years. Yeah. And this is a guy that started in, what? He said he started in 1972. Yeah, 1972. So he's seen anything and everything. and he's He just... was legit. He had overalls on. <laughs> he was legit. He had a stash going, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude. Yeah, he's been doing it a while. Yeah. We met a couple other guys that day at the diner as well at the truck stop. Um, we met uh, Mr. Gimble. Mr. Gimble's from Georgia originally. And he's 82 years old. 
he moved from Georgia and went and moved to Brooklyn. And he went and got his CDL. And back in the day, he told us that it took two years to get his CDL before he could actually drive. And he has drove for 51 years. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we were having a really great conversation with him. And he was telling us a bunch of stories. And Matt's like, so you've been driving since 1882? (laughs) He started laughing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he started throwing dates out there, and I'm trying to do the calculations in my head going, how old is this guy? (laughs) Well, and the sad thing is, is he's had some heart failure, and he had a big surgery, and he's just chomping at the bit. He hasn't drove since February, and he's been sitting in the diner every single day talking to all the truck drivers because he misses driving so badly. Yeah. He, uh, He had some sort of heart episode not even near his house so you know he's from the new york area or new jersey or wherever he's living now and we run into him in iowa and you know when you have a cdl part of the program is you have to have a medical card so a doctor gives you a physical and basically says you're medically okay to drive a like a big rig semi and you have to renew this every other year. So, you know, he has this episode, has to get taken to the hospital. And this was clear back in March, this happened. No, he said February. He said February. Well, he said February at first, yeah. but he's, then he changed it to March. Well, he so, is 82. Well, whatever, it's been a while. He is 82. But he's basically had to sit there in Iowa until the doctor clears him. Because until the doctor signs off and says you're medically okay, like, he can't legally drive. Yeah. So he's just been chilling in Iowa. And he, apparently he has a daughter because he goes, I called my daughter and she's like, well, maybe this is a sign it's time for you to come off the road. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And he's 82. Yeah. And then there was uh, Mr. Mike Carroll from Illinois. He also has owned um, multiple trucks through the years. I think, I believe he said six trucks he had at one time and had employees. And now he's just down to a couple trucks. He keeps it down to the minimum and he makes his schedule the way, as flexible as he wants it. And he has drove since 1972 as well. And it was just fun to hear these guys just sitting around talking, these truck drivers that have drove for, you know, 50 years, 50 some years. And they're just, they have so much in common and they enjoyed talking to us. And Well, it's interesting because in a matter of a few days, we've met this whole cluster of guys that basically started driving in the 1970s, like the early 70s. I think one of them was even the late 60s. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, this is weird. All of a sudden, we're just talking to these like old guys that are probably on the tail end of their career, but they're still going. I don't think, I, I don't think they're too eager to jump out of it. Mm-hmm. I think they've cut back a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, what's going on right now? Why are we meeting these old dudes? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, today we met. Uh, a real tall gentleman, he's a truck driver uh, with a huge beard, and his name is Reginald. And Reginald was originally from... Um, California. Ma- 
California, but then he moved to Montana. And then from Montana, he moved his family to where at New York, was it? The Finger Lakes area. Yes, the Finger Lakes area. And I was cleaning the windshield and he he said something to me like, you missed a spot. And so we were chatting and we got into a conversation. I said, oh, well, here's my car. Here's our card. And I gave him the Radical Road card with the QR on it. And he, and he said, Radical? So are you guys Radical? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, what's your definition of radical, I guess? I mean, we're on the radical road every day. You're on the radical road. Do you see radical things? And he was like, well, yeah, but I'm radical because I follow the most radical. And I said, who do you follow? And he said, Jesus. And I said, we're with you, bud. I said, that's why it's the radical road. And um, it was really cool. It was great talking to him. He said, you know, I also have taken the church outside of the four walls. I am the church driving around here. So. Oh, yeah. I mean. You could tell he had strong faith. Yeah. So. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's, he was looking to chat for a little bit. Yeah. Kind of the norm. And speaking of chatting and communicating, we wanted to talk about um, just how we communicate as truck drivers because sometimes you can easily get isolated out here well you know i think that was kind of the interesting thing is we get to meet all these older gentlemen in the last week or whatever it's been and you know you just say hi to them it seems like they're real eager to talk to somebody kind of reminds me of the iowa farm kid when you pull up in the farm driveway and they come running out they're excited to see you because you get kind of isolated out there on the farm, you know, and yeah. kind of the same thing with trucking. And it's funny, the moments that they'll want to speak to you too, because there's even an instance I'm at the, in the bathroom and guy pulls right up in the stall next to me, and starts chatting and he was 82 years old. <laughs> But uh, And I could hear you two in there chatting, by the way, in the rest stop. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for you out in the lobby. Yeah, we're dr- both drying our hands off with the blower going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> and he's basically yelling at me over the blower. So everybody in the building heard. But um, it was just funny because, I don't know, he's just a good dude. He just wanted to take a moment to talk to somebody. But, you know, it really spurred up a conversation with us because... You know, one of the reasons we wanted to come out here and do something like this was just to bring a voice out here, you know, communicate with people, bring some light out here to some people. Yeah, shine our lights and maybe change the atmosphere a little bit. Yeah, and then we just got got to kind of talking about how, you know, it is it's a it's a lifestyle and it's a different lifestyle and you do spend a lot of time alone and you know we just as people who are very active in a church we understand the importance of community right yeah, absolutely and it means a lot yeah i mean it's a important piece of life well and we're just better together right people are better together right but you learn from people and you have people to bounce problems off of these things. So we started thinking about the trucker life because 
one of the things that got brought up when we left was, okay, you're leaving your community. Does this make sense? Um, because there, you know, there's really no lone wolf Christians, which we fully understood. And for those of you in our audience that don't know Matt and I's background, um, and maybe this is your first time listening, we were very connected in the community. We were um, leaders within our church. We're just very social people. We had a lot of friendships, and we really just put a lot of weight into our relationships with our friends and family. Yeah. But we got into this whole thought process of like, okay, trucking is a part of this country. There's no doubt. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I brought up the logistics piece is because these men and women are needed out here on the road for us to even sustain life. Um, so, like, you cannot just ignore them and not ignore the fact that they don't have community necessarily in a traditional sense. In a traditional sense. Um, because we found that there's ways to have community, but it's different because you don't have that close knit circle of friends right around you all the time. So I just, I don't know, we got in this whole conversation of how do you bring community to the trucking industry? Because we don't want to forget about these men and women, right? Like, right. Like, how do we, how do we get them to this place where, you know, they have interaction with people? Because I tell you right now, when we go to a truck stop at night and everybody's pulling in, it's park, park the truck, pull the brake, and the blinds close, and you don't see too many people. And that shocks me. Did that shock you? Yeah, I actually, going into this, I thought um, truck drivers got out of their trucks a little bit more because, you know, for me, I'm an outdoor person. Like, I love the outdoors. So as soon as we parked the truck, I'm like, let's go. Let's go for a walk. Let's sit in the lawn chairs in front of the truck. Let's get fresh air. And I feel like a lot of the truckers are relying on their technology today and they just isolate in the, in the back cabs and watch their TVs or are on their phones or their computers. And I find it incredibly sad because it's sort of how our whole entire um, country, the state of our country is in right now. Even in suburbia, like we close our garage doors, we go in our house and we don't um, socialize. We just isolate ourselves. And we really just want to encourage um, everyone, but truck drivers especially, to get outside of the trucks and just start socializing a little bit more. And trust me, I get it. I mean... Because they're, they're, sorry, can I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, babe, but because I just thought of like some scripture that we really live by and we live by at our church um, is in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, iron sharpens iron. The one man sharpens another. So if we can get outside and we can like talk to each other, like it just sharpens us. Yeah. We need community. And you know, I feel like there needs to be some background to this because, you know, I can hear the thought process already in people because, 
you know, you drive all day, you sit in a chair, you watch the road, and you get into like bigger equipment what what we're doing, you know, you're watching your mirrors constantly, your head is moving nonstop because you gotta watch everything. So and it's kind of like having an office job, you know, except you're not typing or anything, you're focused on traffic and signs and obstacles that you could potentially hit, but you know, you get to the end of the day, you're exhausted. I get that. And sometimes you just want to go to bed. And then the other thing is too, is like lately, you know, the other night we stopped in Indiana, it's like 103 degrees out still. Yeah. And you don't want to be outside. Um, so you I can't even breathe. <laughs> so we're, we're fully aware of, you know, the things that go on over a course of a day mm -hmm. that would make you want to just shut down, close your drapes, and just watch a little TV or, you know, read the news on the internet or whatever it is. We're fully aware of that, but. But balance is good. Well, balance is good and you do need some health, fitness in your life. You do need interaction. I see a lot of people with headsets and they're making phone calls and everything back to home and that's great. But, you know, most of our communication is physical through body language. Mm -hmm. You know, you need those interactions with people. Yeah. And and it's good to bring impact into people's lives, right? Like maybe someone just needs someone to say, hey, how are you today? Or, you know, just something simple like, um, oh, let me open that door. Just anything. Just the littlest things, I think. Everyone wants to feel appreciated. Everyone wants to feel seen. Um, and so just interacting with people and just bringing a little bit of um, positivity and impact into people's lives every day. Well, you see it though, right? It's like you get to the end of the night, we park and people are going in and out, using the restroom, taking showers, eating, whatever it is. Like people have their heads down. They're dragging, they're yeah, tired. Yeah, they won't even look at each other. And it's like man, this is a tough life if this is what you do every day, right? Like, yeah. like it's, it's a good career and you can make good money, but man, the quality of life in some of these people, I question. So it's like, hey, just step into something and have a conversation with somebody would be a, a good first step. Yeah, and where would you suggest doing that, Matt? Like, where are some places... Like, as you think about our lives in the truck and driving, like, where do we squeeze it in? Well, I think it's such a good thing because it rejuvenates you, right? Yes. It gets the blood flowing, your mind starts working, kind of gets you invigorated a little bit. So, you know, it's a requirement um, with our clocks that within the first eight hours of the day, you're supposed to take a 30 minute break. A little bit different for us because if we're under a permit load, we don't have to take that break. We can just not do it if we want to because most of our loads we have to run during the daytime. But, you know, during that 30 minutes, you know, you'll see guys just sleeping in the chair sometime. You know they're on break, but it's like, dude, you're about to go into the next part of your day. Get out, walk around chat with somebody every person that we've approached whether it's been an employee somewhere another trucker whatever 
everybody's open and talk. Oh, they love it. People love to talk. And I love to talk. And I find people very interesting. And you learn so much by hearing people's stories. And, um, you know, my dad always said when I was growing up, um, the more people you know, the better off you are. And I look at that now as an adult in a different lens. And I think I'm better off because people bring such beauty to you. They bring heart health to you too. Like they just warm me. They, they fill me, they fill me up. And I need that. I need to be filled up by people, by humans, not technology, by interaction, social interaction that's present. And it fills me up. Yeah. And people make me laugh. (laughs) So like last night when we come out of the truck stop, there's a truck on the fuel island and there's this woman in the back and she's trying to pull the pin for the back tandems on the trailer. Yeah. And so you pull this pin with a rod and you can slide the tandems back and forth to adjust where your weight's at on the trailer. And I just assumed that she was a driver. Then all of a sudden the door comes swinging open on the tractor and you could tell it was a husband and wife. She's back there pulling the pin. He's out there rocking the truck because the pins were stuck. And they're, they're like yelling at each other. I'm like, this is real life right here. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> These are real world problems out here on the road. Oh, yeah, I for love sure. that stuff. It makes me laugh. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I hope they don't think that I'm making fun of them because I'm laughing. Like, this is just... It's yeah. real, right? Like it's well, real, real life problems. And we usually eat, um, we try to eat in the truck as much as possible, but we like to go out to eat in the diners or restaurants because we like to interact with people. And that's one of the ways that we do interact. And last night it was my birthday. And so we went to a steakhouse in South Dakota and three gentlemen uh, sat down next to us, at the table next to us, um, younger guys in their twenties and they were telling us what they do is they they spread manure for farms and they travel all across the country and they do this they spread the manure and yeah apparently it's a process now it's a process and they don't sling it all over the fields like they used to yeah they have to drill it in the ground and we just had a really good conversation i was overhearing uh their super there's two guys there was three guys and one was a supervisor of the other two younger guys and He's like, yeah, after these appetizers, we're going to be full as a tick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fun to hear, like, they're from Missouri originally. And so they had that Southern accent. And it's fun to hear their stories and to learn about them. And they didn't know this at the time, but we, because we were sitting so close to them, we actually ended up telling the waitress to buy them. We wanted to buy them drinks. So we actually ended up buying them drinks. But it was fun. Yeah, and that's probably one of the best things about this job, right? Day to day, you could be sitting in an entirely different culture. You know, one minute you're around a bunch of cowboys, and the next minute, you know, you're in Seattle or some in some big metropolitan area. It's just fun to be around the different people all the time. That's what I love. But... Uh, Man, if you're ever in Kimball, Nebraska, the Cattlemen's Club, that place is legit. Yeah, it was really good. And it had some definite cowboys with cowboy hats on it. Yeah, they will will give you a slab of beef up in that place. (laughs) 
And there's sawdust all over the floor. Yeah. And then yesterday we were getting ready. We were getting the load ready. We had like six items on the flatbed that we were, that you guys were trying to um, secure. You loaded it up, you secured it. We went away and it was off. So we're like back to the drawing board. So we went back to the yard and we redid everything. Yep. And we moved it around, we resecured it. But we were struggling because we were trying to move a piece of equipment um, that we had on the flatbed and the forklift that we had wasn't gonna cut it. So we were thinking, what are we gonna do? What, yeah. how are, Matt and I were just st sitting there staring at each other, trying to brainstorm. And all of a sudden I started praying and I'm like, Lord, please, we need some help here. How, what, how are we gonna do this? What are we gonna do? And all of a sudden this really cool semi, this, this uh, Peterbilt comes in with an RGN and it's this older driver and he pops out with this gray hair and a mustache and beard and he's how old was he I don't know how old he is but he's been he's been driving since 1972 I was gonna say he was probably about 80 also Tom Fuller Tom Fuller from Makoka to Iowa man he was awesome but I he walked right over and he's like what are you guys doing? What do you need help with? And we're like, okay, this is what's going on. And he said, this is what we're going to do. And Matt's like, are you sure? And he goes, oh yeah, I've done stupider things. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it'll work. And so. I don't think we're going to do any detail of what we were no, actually doing. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. And it was, and I, I said, Tom, you are our angel today. I know God sent you. You're an angel today. And he just grinned from ear to ear. But do you know how that probably made him feel? Because truly, I do believe he was an angel. And he, and he, you know, I said, look at, like, look what you just did to help us. And he goes, well, it's not over yet. Just wait till we're done. <laughs> and I, it, but it all worked out. And yeah. I had a really great conversation with him. I could still be standing there right now if he wouldn't have come along. My brain was starting to hurt. I'm like, what are we gonna do? Like the t the clock is ticking, the day is going away. I'm thinking about where we need to be. It's like, what are we gonna do here? And then this guy just shows up, boom. Well, and I've seen, you know, because I run all of the Radical Road social media, I've read so many posts in the trucking groups about how um, some of these newer drivers are so thankful for the experienced drivers for helping them um, in a time of need that it means so much to them. Even if they're backing into their spaces in the truck lots and they're not quite experienced yet, but they just, the experienced truckers are, you know, helping them and guiding them in and telling them, take it slow. And yep. it means a lot to truck drivers that we help each other and yeah. um and that's another form of communication well it's a good thing because you know companies need drivers they're kind of getting cycled through these schools pretty quick so they may not have honed their skills completely right um so it's good that these veteran drivers are doing that um some of them will kind of complain but it's like Dude, you were there once. Yeah. You started one day. Yeah. Like, help a brother out. Well, like. I think to myself, if I decide to get my CDL so we can be a husband-wife team driving, Yeah. like, it's going to be me. I'm going to be the new driver. No, but these are the things that need to happen, right? Like, we need to be helping each other. We need to be bringing professionalism to this industry. 
because these you know everybody we're just all out here trying to do a job right mm-hmm. we're trying to support families trying yeah. to put food on the table we're trying to do anything like anybody else for whatever reason you know it's various reasons people gravitate to this business but man how much better is it when you have people helping each other getting out of the truck talking hey let me help you yeah um and that's what Tom said. He said, yeah, this career has been a really good living. I've taken care of my family this way. It's been a really good living. He goes, I've missed out on a lot of life, but I've made a really good living. And, you know, I think to myself, there's pros and cons to every career. Yeah. And I, I think that it's important that we're out here making a new normal. Let's make a new normal for everyone in the trucking industry. Yeah, I mean... Even like at the truck stops, you see some garbage, pick it up, you know? Yeah. Stop throwing your garbage out into the parking lot and just doing selfish things. But I can understand how it's easy to get jaded out here. You get constantly cut off by cars. Like, you know, nobody seems to care about the trucker. And, you know, it's easy to get jaded and go, well... I'm not going to respect cars and other people because what I have to deal with all day. But I don't know. We just want to flip the script on that, right? Yeah. And by the way, I just want to point out to whatever truck driver it was last week when we were on the CB, there was two trucks, two semis we were passing from the same company. Big K on the side. I'm going to give that shout out. I think Um, it was actually a big S. I don't know, but... The one guy, I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I just look out the window. I'm a passenger. I look out the window and we go by and all of a sudden he go, he's talking to his buddy in front of him in the CB and he's like, look out, you got a guy passing you with the flatbed and he, he's got a window looker. He's got a window looker. Watch out. <laughs> and then that guy, the next guy is staring at me, smiling, talking back to him. And I can, of course, hear the whole conversation on the CB. So be careful, guys. We can hear what you're saying. And, you know, if I throw a smile, it's because I'm saying, hi, I'm kind. So if you see the Radical Road Truck, Crimson Creed flying by, I'm not being a window looker. I'm just waving, saying hi. Yeah, let's be nice out let's here. Let's be huh? nice. Yeah. But you bring up a good point. We drive a big red Peterbilt. Brand new, really nice. Got a sticker on the side. It says Radical Road. If you see it, come talk to us. Absolutely. We would love Let to talk to you. Let us know because we want to know if you're listening to our episodes. Right. But I do, you know, want to kind of finalize this with some scripture that has to do with the communication and um, being around people. Yes, please. And it's in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says, you are better having a friend than to be all alone because then you will get more enjoyment out of what you earn. If you fall, your friend can help you up. But if you fall without having a friend nearby, you are really in trouble. So right there, it tells you, I think we need each other. We don't want to be alone in this. We need each other in this trucking industry. We need each other all across America in whatever realm of life that you live in. Yeah, we don't have a traditional community like you see in suburbia where you got your six to 10 friends and your children all get together. But we do have a trucking community 
We have a common link. We're not lone wolves. We're, talk to your fellow drivers. See how their day is going. Pour into each other. Don't be too proud to get out there and meet some people and, you know, share what's going on with you with your life. Because it does get tough sometimes when you're by yourself going, man, I don't know if I have somebody to bounce some problems off of right now. You know, those are things that you can't hold on to. You need a community. And we have a community here. Mm-hmm. We're just saying, open your eyes to it. Step into it. Start chatting with some people. Yeah, and if it's really, really tough for you, you're not alone. You do have our Father in Heaven. You have our God. You know, you have a good, good Father that loves you, and you're never alone. And talk to Him. Pray to Him. Yes, and of course, that's what we're here for, too. Yeah. Um, you can reach us at Matt and Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. That's our email. If you have comments, questions, concerns, prayer requests, just want to complain, yeah, whatever it is. Oh, by the way, since we're talking about trucking as well, I'd like to give a shout out to Giddy Up. Giddy Up is uh, immune focus nutrition. It's a vitamin drink. It's awesome for truck drivers. We take our giddy up every morning. It's got all the vitamins you need. No more pills, no more swallowing vitamins every day. Um, it gives you some yes. energy. You want some energy and you want healthy energy. Don't do five hour energy. Don't do all those expensive ones you see at the truck stops. I've seen them all. You're actually going to be paying the same, if not less, for a 30-day supply and you can go to our website or our social media to find the code actually on our instagram at the radical road we have a code for a discount and um, the link you can just go right on there we're an affiliate for them but we actually take it ourselves because we you know matt drives and it's just healthy it's super healthy yes it's it's energy but it has all the vitamins that you need every day. And it also is great for your immune system. Um, we kind of stumbled onto it. You did through mm-hmm. our church. Well, and uh, the owners are um, Christians. They support kingdom. Yes. So we're like, we want to support your business. Yeah. So Because they're sowing back into the kingdom. The more you buy, the more they sow back in. Yes. So, so we just wanted to shout them out real quick. Let you yes. know that Giddy Up is available to you. Yep. They kind of designed it around the trucking industry, actually. They sell it at the um, I-80 trucking show. Is it a trucking show every year? Yeah, I think it's coming up, too. But yeah. are they going to it this Not year? sure, but they usually have a booth there. They really support the trucking industry. Yes. But put some hitch in your Giddy Up. <laughs> is that the commercial? No, I just made that up. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Are we ending it there? Yeah, it's been great chatting with all of you today. We're almost in Montana and we got to stop at the way station, so. Yes, and we look forward to hopefully meeting some of you rad roadies out on the road. So see you on the road. See you on the road, everybody.